let us read our devotional this morning in Psalm chapter 16, verses 1 to 11. And good morning and welcome to our God's Word for today, devotional. Preserve me, O God, for you, for in you I take refuge. I say to the Lord, you are my Lord. I have no good apart from, from you. As for the saints in the land, they are the excellent ones, in whom is all my delight. The sorrows of those who run after another God shall multiply. Their drink offerings of blood I will not pour out, or take their names on my lips. The Lord is my chosen portion and my cup. You hold my lot. The lines have fallen for me in pleasant places. Indeed, I have beautiful inheritance. I bless the Lord who gives me counsel in the night. Also, my heart instructs me. I have set the Lord always before me. Because he is at my right hand, I shall not be shaken. Therefore, my heart is glad, and my whole being rejoices. My flesh also dwells secure, for you will not abandon my soul to shul, or let your Holy One see corruption. You make known to me the path of life. In your presence there is fullness of joy. At your right hand are pleasures forevermore. This is a psalm of victory and confidence of David to say to God, you are my Lord. David had found God as his refuge here. That is, God is his shelter from the threats or disasters like a tower or a cave during the ancient times. Interestingly, the English versions that we may read here, I said to the Lord, In the Hebrew, it is different because it is to be read, you said to the Lord, which we can find in verse 2. So, in other words, this psalm is a messianic psalm in which the you, David, refers here as the Messiah. David is the author of this psalm, but he's writing as the prayer of the Messiah. So firstly, he said here that the Messiah delights in God as his Lord. Now, although he was like saying this or praying this for himself, he was referring also to the Messiah who delights in God as his Lord. That having a personal relationship with the Lord, his faith is anchored in God alone. The Lord is his delight. And apart from God, Nothing less and nothing else was comparatively good in David or the Messiah's life. In fact, only God is the source of anything good. That's why he said here in verse 2, I have no good apart from you. And moreover, he delights in the Lord's people. For he delights in God as his Lord. And he delights also in God's people, the Lord's people. And his likes or his delight to the Lord's people is expressed also by his dislike to those who are running after other gods in verse 3 and 4. So 
we cannot love both weeds and flowers at the same time, can we? If you hate the weeds, it is because you love the flowers. If you love the flowers, you hate the weeds. You cannot love both. In the New Testament, Jesus expressed that he is delighted when believers love one another, which mirror his love. That's why he said in John 13, verse 34, a new commandment I gave to you, that you love one another, just as I have loved you, you also are to love one another. And this love is the evidence that believers are truly his disciples. Because in verse 35, he said, by this shall all men know that you are my disciples or followers, because you have loved one for another. So his delight really is for God's people. The Messiah's portion also as expressed here also is the Lord. David's portion is the Lord. And this is allusion to the tribe of Levi, whose portion is God. Remember, God said to the tribe of Levi, you shall have no inheritance in their land, neither shall you have any portion among them. I am your portion and your inheritance among the people of Israel. Numbers 18 to 20. Likewise, David, as he also has an, said that this is also the reality of the Messiah. The most valuable inheritance that he has was his relationship with the Lord. He rejoices that the boundary or the lines have fallen for, for him in pleasant places, a delightful inheritance. What could be best inheritance other than the Lord. If we inherit anything in this world apart from the Lord, that, that's, that does not compare in any measure. Even the Lord Jesus Christ said, what shall it gain if we, we have all the world, all the riches in the world and lost our own soul? So the Messiah's delight is the Lord, who is his portion. And David expressed also that his trust is in the Lord to protect and defend him. He's talking about the right hand. The right hand represents ultimate strength and power. In the case of David, the sense of God was his right hand, was feeling of confidence. It, it was um, an expression of his trust that God is his strength. Even death and decay could not hold him, as we see that in verse 9. That's why in this verse 10, David prophesied that there will be a coming resurrection, having an allusion to the Messiah's resurrection. He prophesied that the Lord would not abandon his soul in Shul, the vague Hebrew concept of afterlife, which we can read here in verse 10. That is why many believe that this does not refer to David alone, but this refers also to the Messiah. This is a messianic psalm. Definitely, the Lord would not allow the Holy One to undergo corruption. And in the New Testament, Peter used this verse or quoted this verse in his address to the Jews on the day of Pentecost. In Acts 2, verse 22 to 32, referring to the Lord Jesus Christ's resurrection. Even Paul also quoted the psalm, 
Psalms 16 verse 10 at Antioch. Read that story in Acts 13 verse 35 to 37. So the Messiah will be cut off, yet he will resurrect, he will rise from the dead. In verse 11, David looked forward to the presence of God. He would enjoy the eternal bliss in God's presence where he is seated at the right hand. So the Messiah, after the resurrection, will be exalted. There will be a time that he will ascend into heaven and then he will be seated at the right hand of the Father. Not only that he would be preserved from the decay and corruption of death, but be exalted after he is risen from death. In 1 Corinthians 15, 15, 24 to 28, Paul accounted this victory of the Lord Jesus Christ risen from the dead. Paul said, verse 24, Then comes the end, when he, the Lord Jesus Christ, delivers the kingdom of God, the Father, after destroying every rule and every authority and power. For he must reign until he has put all his enemies under his feet. The last enemy to be destroyed is death. For God has put all things in subjection under his feet. But when it says all things are put in subjection, it is plain that he is accepted who put all things in subjection under him. When all things are subjected to him, then the Son himself will also be subjected to him who put all things in subjection under him, that God may be all in all. What a beautiful reality that we can meditate today that the Messiah, the Lord Jesus Christ, is the victorious Messiah God who is our God. That's why David ended this psalm with this wonderful statement. You make known to me the path of life. In your presence, there is fullness of joy. At your right hand are pleasures forevermore. Let us be encouraged today, Major Brethren and friends in the Lord, that this world, although we have a lot of problems and trials, there is a prospect, there is a hope. In his presence, someday, there will be fullness of joy and pleasures forevermore. Father, we thank you that you have brought us again into this reality, this truth, Lord, that although we live in a broken world where we face a lot of problems, but thank you that we have this hope. Jesus gave us this hope, Lord, because he... he he is the Messiah who was born, suffered for sins, but he rose from death, ascended to heaven, and now preparing to come back and giving us a hope, Lord, that there will be a time someday that there will be a reunion in heaven. We will be dwelling with you forever. And in your presence, there is fullness of joy and pleasures forevermore. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.